This is the FS Tech Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FS Tech Podcast with me, Peter Walker, the editor of FS Tech. Now today we're talking about one of the enduring themes on our website, legacy systems. Clearly they're still common across financial services, but the recent lockdown driven shift to online banking has meant many are being stretched to their limits by digital demand. This coupled with the fact that most are on premise requiring physical maintenance at a time of remote working means that the scale and complexity of IT upgrade projects has increased recently. One particularly risky element is file transfer protocols or FTP systems which are usually only password protected and therefore outdated in terms of modern multi-factor security standards. With more sensitive customer data being sent than ever, it's crucial that this is safe from cyber criminals who are increasingly targeting financial services firms with brute force and man in the middle attacks. So to get a better idea of the extent of the problem and discuss some of the potential tech solutions, we've got Gregory Mooney, uh, Community Development Manager for IT and Security at Progress on the podcast today. He has been working in IT and on software development teams for over a decade in several roles, from software tester to system administrator, and more recently writing and blogging for IT teams, IT teams around the globe. I feel somewhat under pressure to perform today, too, as Gregor is the host of the award-winning podcast, Defrag This. So welcome, Gregory. Yeah, thanks for having me, Peter. Excellent. Okay, well, look, we'll get stuck straight into the questions, and there's, there's, there's a few I've got. I, I suppose the, the first obvious one is kind of, how has the threat environment changed in the last six months, and why are FTP systems so vulnerable? Yeah, and it's a great question. So, uh, you know, as we've all know, we've been working from home during the uh, pandemic. Um, I guess right right when the uh, pandemic first started happening back in early 2020, um, a lot of IT teams were basically scrambling to get get uh, employees ready for you know to work remotely, um, and they had to work remotely themselves. So having physical access to servers, um, their you know their basic IT infrastructure, it basically threw everything up and up into the air. They so teams were basically struggling to find um, ways to you know be able to maintain their data, make sure data continues to be secure, but obviously with the IT infrastructure expanding outside of the uh, you know the office environment that became a huge hurdle for many IT teams that I've been um you know speaking with over the uh, past uh you know the past year year over the past year in 2020 and um basically um the problem with uh the FTP systems that um a lot of a lot of companies are still using is that you know it, it's a it's a huge maintenance nightmare for them um FTP out of the box um, file transfer protocol to be more specific out of the box um you know it's it's not it's not secure it's not encrypted data isn't encrypted um it's it's fine it's easy to set up that's why a lot of IT teams like to use them um it's quick and easy but um and if it's within you know if it's if you're using it to transfer files within you know the office environment that's one thing so you don't really have to worry too much about you know man in the middle attacks for instance when somebody can you know kind of snoop in on that data because when you're using FTP out of the box basic FTP 
you know, there's no encryption. So everything's sent over plain text, passwords, credentials, all that. So it's fine if you're within the office environment and not sending stuff over the internet. But then once you get into a, you know, now that we're everyone's working remotely, the IT teams and um, companies that were using um, FTP um, for their basic needs to transfer data back and forth between internal departments um, now ran into the issue of, oh, wait, now, now we have to send this over the internet. So a lot of um, companies were scrambling to implement these um, new standards, new protocols, such as you know SFTP, um, a product that we sell is a, at Progress is a Move It, which is a managed file transfer service. And the, the, these are um, you know ways to kind of replace FTP because obviously you can't be sending this stuff unencrypted over unencrypted over the internet, especially if you're in a regulated industry such as finance or healthcare. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, kind of regulators and auditors, not not to mention clients and customers, would presumably take a pretty dim view of passwords and plain text and, and kind of poorly maintained scripts. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, that's a good point you bring up about maintaining the scripts. So. Um, I like to so something I've been working with on with healthcare companies, for instance, in the U.S. with like HIPAA, and I'm sure it, obviously with the NHS in the U.K. and GDPR is um you know obviously auditors and regulators over the past uh, several years have been trying to get companies to step away from FTP, basic FTP, as a uh, way of sending data. And um even you know even when you know a lot of companies are you know secure their FTP with SFTP or FTPS, which is FTPS is basically a an encrypted version of FTP um, and you know it does it does it is considered compliant it is considered secure but it's more of a do-it-yourself approach as opposed to using say a, a managed file transfer service or SaaS service like move it because now now you have to maintain the scripts um, if an if an somebody in IT or a sysadmin leaves then the new sysadmin has to come in figure out what those scripts mean and if it was set up in a poor set up poorly then you have a it opens up a whole can of worms trying to you know make sure this data is secure and encrypt it and also you know you want to have you need for auditors and uh, regulators you're going to have to need to have analytics um ways to prove where data is at any given point who has had access to that that data and when and that's a lot harder to do when you're setting that up yourself with a say a powershell script on top of uh, your ftp servers yeah, of course. And I, I mentioned legacy systems earlier on. It's something that keeps on cropping up in um, events we do and, and, and articles I write. Um, can you describe some of maybe the solutions to some of these old IT systems and, and how can kind of upgrades effectively be carried out um, these days with the kind of remote working and things? Yeah, definitely. Um, so basically everything at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of IT teams, as I was saying before, were scrambling um, to you know get ready for the remote workforce. And basically, to do that, um, many companies, and especially in the finance industry where you know legacy systems were rampant, um, now they had to find ways to move these services or ways to move their data, file transfers into the cloud. So that would be setting you know setting up servers with say AWS or Azure, and you know making sure that you know that data is encrypted through the cloud. Um, it it's also helps with the maintenance issue. They don't have to deal with the being in a physical location or uh, you know obviously to maintain servers if they have stuff on site. 
in you know in finance the thing is is a uh, a lot of companies um they 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 want to control their data as much as possible because they're afraid that if that you know if they hand over that trust to another service provider to a service provider such as AWS Azure or even even a product like ours like Move It SaaS they're going to they're going to you know they feel they lose control over that data um and then there's a you know there's a whole can of worms with legality as to you know who's actually responsible for that data in the cloud but um unfortunately with the pandemic it's you know companies that were you know trying to push back from moving to the cloud kind of had no choice now because they can't physically maintain those servers they can't be on location they have to work remotely so that that's really the big reason why everyone had to make that big move over the past 6 months yeah i suppose the six the last 6 months have been kind of a something of a, a proof of concept for for large scale moves to the cloud but yeah it's 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 a continuation of a trend that um lots of financial services firms have been increasingly moving big bits of data out of silos and and, and to some of the cloud providers you mentioned uh, how can kind of moving to cloud and maybe automating processes how how, how does that help with kind of business continuity and um, and app maintenance yeah, so you know, both you know, both IT teams, especially in the finance industry, probably every IT team in the finance industry has service level agreements. So they need to make sure. Say you're trying to um, move. Say it's data. Say it's like a loan. You 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 need to send. You need to send the, this um, information to the customer, and you want it. It needs to be secured. You need non repudiation to make sure. You know if you know. The person who receives it on the other end says is authenticated, is who they are, says who they are, and who they're supposed to be, and make sure that you know. Obviously, they have to, you know. Obviously, with the um, Mifid two and on the UK, you you need to know. You know, you need to you need to retain this data. You need to retain all this metadata as to you know where you know where when and who has access to that data. So I guess alone, um, going back. Before, providing a loan service to say a customer or another company is probably a great example because you know with you know mifid and gdpr that data needs to you know that data needs to be secure and encrypted but um so it, it was one thing when they were basically doing everything on site and they could control that themselves but once you move to you know move to the cloud it became you know it became a huge issue where you know are we going to be able to meet our SLAs are we able to provide that information to the customer or client in a quick and efficient manner and will that data be will we have the data security controls in place to make sure if there is a data breach or an audit that um, we can, you know, cover our own backs, and you know that that's kind of, you know, the big scare that uh, IT teams were having in regulated industries moving to the cloud is if they don't, if they give it to a service provider, can I trust that third party to, you know, provide that those data security controls that I need to make sure that if I were to be audited, I don't get get slapped with a fine, and you know, as we know with the GDPR, these fines can go into the millions of dollars. So, and you know, obviously there's the business continuity aspect of that, where if things aren't moving, if the data is not getting to where it needs to be in the right amount of time, and it, you, you know, a lot of times they, you want to have these processes automated at the end of the day or at certain times of the day, to you know, whether it's like every day you need have a, you need to send information to a client 
or a prospect or a customer, and you got want to make sure that data gets there fast and efficiently. So it's one thing to do, you know, when they were doing it the do-it-yourself way, you know, obviously there's all these issues when you're using FTP where that data can, you, you get data integrity issues. There's issues with human error where you, maybe you send something to the wrong recipient or, and you know, so, and it's a lot harder to automate that and maintain that. So, you know, using something like a managed file transfer solution, like move it, you know, we can kind of, we can kind of protect your back, make sure that data gets to where it needs to be in a fast and efficient manner. And then on top of that, we have the automation to make sure that you're meeting your SLAs and that data is getting to your clients and customers. Yeah, you mentioned kind of DIY there. I assume yeah, yeah. when most people think of file transfers or, or moving data around, it's via email attachments or perhaps Dropbox or WeTransfer, something like that, particularly when people are off-site, as they are now often. How can these kind of forms of it um, be made more secure? Yeah, so we so it's a good thing point you bring up with uh, we transfer and Dropbox, and um, this kind of relates to um, a whole issue called shadow IT, and um, which has become more of an issue now that everyone's working from home because I think um, employees now may you know they may run into issues where you know they're they're not being able to get data where they need to get to or they're not able to collaborate in you know an efficient manner with uh whether it's with peers or clients or customers so or you know outside partners so that's you know use you know a lot of times if it is not providing you know a service that's easy to use for these um for for their customers for their end users um for their clients then you're going to run into an issue where people are going to take matters in their own hands use stuff like dropbox or we transfer which you know unfortunately it's like you you can you you don't get the security controls you need whether it's uh, sending a link to a client to you know download a file and you know that link is basically going to be in the wild without you know it's knowledge or visibility so you know, obviously, though, I call them um, enterprise file sync and share tools, um, EFSS tools like you know Google Drive, Dropbox, WeTransfer. You know, they're very efficient, they're very quick, they're easy to use. Most of your end users will have access to those tools, but they do not provide you know the visibility and control that you would need per se, or and they don't provide you with like the audit certified uh, service such as uh, Move It Manage File Transfer. So you know that that's really the big issue with using those tools, especially in a regulated industry, is there's no control and that data is as far as you know, you know an employee could leave the company and still have access to that data. Um, IT wouldn't know about it, wouldn't know how to where to go to delete it, and maybe. You know, and a lot of times they'll use their own um, their own services or their own accounts, um, and that that's obviously a huge issue um, since you know anybody could get access to the data if they had a piece of malware on their computer, they could get their you know account name, password, and you know that data is out of the open. Then you got a huge data breach on your hands, and then you got fines from uh, auditors. So that that's kind of the big issue with using you know those EFSS tools. Okay. I, I, as a kind of final question, we like to kind of look forward, but it seems like in the last, yeah, kind of in the last six months or so, um, those those companies who are who are doing better through the crisis and those who are further ahead in their kind of digital transformation process and, and moving away from on-premise systems and, and whatnot. Um, I, I don't know if you get a sense from kind of clients you work with or, or people you speak to, trends you're seeing in the industry, kind of how 
how well are, are financial services firms getting to grips with the kind of long tail of, of uh, legacy systems and, and how long will it really take? Yeah. So, you know, as I said, you know, this in the financial industry, this has kind of been an ongoing issue for a long time with these legacy systems such as FTP. Um, I, I think really at this point, uh, since the pandemic um, came along, um, companies really don't have a choice. So if they have, if they, if they're not in the cloud right now and they're not using, say in SaaS, uh, using SaaS or like managed file transfer or some you know outside you know third party to help them kind of maintain that data and get the uh, you know the security controls and you know analytics that they need to know where that data is in place now, then they're probably in trouble and i i'd be willing to bet they're probably not going to be in business much longer so i think i think the um you know i think one good positive that you can take out about the whole situation in 2020 is that companies that were really pushing hard or trying to avoid you know dealing with all these legacy systems really have no choice now and not not to mention that all the new regulations that come out over the past few years gdpr um mifid 2 um in the uk these um you know they really had no choice to begin with and if they weren't doing it before the pandemic now i mean i don't know how they'd be in business if they if they were doing everything on premise for instance yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, look, that, that's 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 been fascinating to hear uh, more about this this particular bit of uh, kind of legacy systems and and, and, and digital upgrades. I, I wonder. Well, we, we're going to have a, a link to the a, a relevant white paper on the page for this podcast. But I wonder if there's any other kind of final thoughts or, or kind of um, things you'd, you'd like to direct our listeners towards. Yeah. So really. You know, I, I just want to recommend that, you know, if you're working in the finance industry or healthcare or what have you, any regulated industry in the UK, um, and th this really goes for, you know, North America as well, is, you know, you, you need to have you need to consider using third parties. I know um, a lot of companies in finance tend to want to, like I said before, they tend to want to keep control within their, you know, within their realm, within their infrastructure. But in this day and age, you really can, you really need to have a company have your back when moving this data. And um, I know um, I just want to, you know, obviously one call to action is, you know, for all of you, if, if you haven't checked out something like uh, move it, manage file transfer, definitely check that out at ifswitch.com because the, you know we provide different we provide different tiers of solutions such as we can provide you a SaaS if you want to you know manage the server yourself we can provide an on-premise solution but obviously we have a SaaS cloud solution as well in Azure so you know definitely check it out um, it, it, it'll help you rest easier at night knowing that you have control you know where that data is and it's super easy to use. You know, you get the peer-to-peer -peer collaboration, um, so your end users can send data, receive data in an efficient manner. And obviously, you know, email just doesn't cut it nowadays, especially when you're over, say, you know, a lot of times these servers have like 10 megabytes limit size email servers. And, you know, there's also, you don't want to be sending, you know, for instance, loan information over a, um, or through an email. You want to make sure that that stuff can be signed. If there's non-repudiation, make sure that that data, you know, that data does not exist after it's been dealt with. And so definitely, definitely something to check out. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, also, uh, we also got a bunch of uh, content and materials um, about all the, you know, the stuff we were talking about today at blog.ipswitch.com. Um, that's the defrag this blog I manage. So definitely check that out as well.
Brilliant. Okay. Well, look, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Peter. It was great to be here. Thank you for listening to the FS Tech Podcast.